0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're talking about keeping tabs on your important documents. Now with me today, I have financial planner, Julie Chadwick. Welcome, Julie. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are glad to have you because this is a super important topic.
1: It is very much so.
0: You know, we've talked before about estate planning and, you know, beneficiary guides and things like that. But here's the simple truth of it people procrastinate about this all of the time this
1: is probably one of the biggest ones that they procrastinate on when we're doing financial planning we can you know get uh, you know get their investments in line get the retirement plan in line and that's usually one of the last things they want to do they think it's kind of a morbid thing and they don't like to tackle that <laughs> exactly
0: yeah and and it also can take a lot of time like when you think about um, all of the different items or things that you really want your beneficiaries to know it can be kind of such a big project to tackle that it's easy to put it on the back burner and think i'll get to that later
1: yeah once you actually dive into it and get into it you realize how important it is Mm -hmm. and how much more time you end up taking on it because you do want it to go the right way
0: right however that all being said there's one piece of it that is i would say arguably the most important piece of it that is just really making sure that people can locate the important stuff and so instead of thinking about it like the monster project that it can be we've created a tool to help you break it down to be simple and to be something that you really could tackle in about an hour if you spent one hour doing this right so we've created something called a personal document locator and if you would like to have us email you a copy of this, we'd be happy to. You can reach out to us on our website at uh, com. Or you can call us at 866-800-2186 if you'd like us to email you a copy of this. But this personal document locator is just a handful of pages. It's six pages long. And it really just hits the highlights. And like I said, it's simplified, so it only takes about an hour.
1: Right. And it's a great tool to put everything together because Mm -hmm. we run into a lot when people are coming in. If someone has passed on... They say, well, I found this, or I didn't know my family member had this. So it kind of helps keep it all together.
0: Yeah. So the first thing that this personal document locator really goes into is what's your own personal information? So I know this sounds funny, but even sometimes people's full names that are their legal names are not always known to those around them. (laughs) (laughs) Some people go by a nickname and
1: that's all everybody knows them by. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Or maybe people that are going to help take care of things where you don't know your middle name or that you just have an initial or something like that. So your name, your identifiers, like your social security number, date of birth, but also your place of birth. That's kind of an odd thing to think about needing to know, but there's a lot of places that keep important records that will need to know the place where you were born. Mm -hmm. So that's something that this document locator asks for. The next thing that it really goes into is who are your personal contacts and the personal contacts that we're really looking for here are the top four people that are going to have information that are relevant to your financial planning.
1: Right. Those are really important ones. You've got your attorney, your taxpayer or your tax preparer, your insurance agent and a financial advisor.
0: Right. Now, I would say that I think your financial advisor usually is the quarterback of this whole team. Yeah.
1: That's what we do for a lot of people mm-hmm. is we kind of coordinate all the different people and who to contact.
0: Right. So your attorney is probably going to have more information about the actual legal documents or can help your family through the process of getting things probated and things like that. But they're not going to necessarily know where everything is or what assets you have. Right. Your tax preparer is going to have records of your prior taxes, um, but they're not necessarily going to know what you've done for your estate planning. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So the right hand doesn't always know what the left hand is doing. And same with your insurance agent. They might have you set up really well with your car, your home insurance, or your life insurance, or whatever kind of planning you've done there. But they would not necessarily have any clue about what you've done for tax planning or what other investments you have, and things like that. So that's why your financial advisor having the whole full picture of your planning is really kind of that critical center point of the planning network for you. Right, and
1: we do that a lot in our planning. We kind of bring that all together, and we Mm -hmm. review a lot of those documents, too, to make sure that one is making sure that it coincides with what the other direction is, too. Because that's important, too. They might have different ideas, and it might not be the whole idea that you're looking for together.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So this personal document locator has one page where it's just putting in the information about those top four people, the attorney, tax preparer, insurance agent, and financial advisor. Now, here's the thing is that if something happens to you, whether you become incapacitated or whether you've passed away, these four people are going to be who your loved ones rely on to help them through the next steps. And the next steps are not easy. <laughs> especially at a difficult
1: time when they've yeah. gone through a loss or a traumatic mm-hmm. you know, accident or something. Yeah.
0: So, I can't tell you how many times we've seen people have said things like, well, my husband took care of all of that. I don't even know where our documents are right?" and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, especially if you're not the one that handles the finances in your marriage, Then having this information put together is a beautiful gift for your spouse and also for your adult children, whoever's going to come in and take care of your stuff.
1: Another thing that we see a lot of times is maybe they had an insurance agent 20 years ago Mm -hmm. who wrote that life insurance and it was a great policy and it still is. And then it's, you know, it's time to pay up. But that agent is no longer in existence. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, not able to locate them. So then you're really going to be having a hard time finding documents and all that. So it's really good to update this.
0: The other thing that's kind of quirky about insurance policies is that the insurance companies' names change a lot. The companies get sold, they go in and out of business, change names, things like that. I know that there is one company that we've worked with that has had at least four name changes since we started working with them back in the 90s. So, you know, somebody who doesn't know who that is trying to follow that through, you see this old company's name on it and wonder if it's still a policy. It's kind of hard to do that kind of forensic searching through all the history of documents. Right.
1: And I mean, we've even had cases where people think, oh, I had this insurance policy, but it's probably no good anymore, not good anymore. Because that company is no longer in existence, which Mm -hmm. that's not always the case. Right. Companies travel with the name change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about that's part of this personal document locator and really is going to help keep tabs on your important documents is having somewhere where you're keeping track of your online accounts. This is probably the biggest hole in most people's planning is what needs to happen with online accounts you have. So just think about your online life. If you have any type of computer skills at all, you've probably got social media accounts. You've probably got things that you automatically pay your bills through. Mm -hmm. Right. You've probably got subscriptions to things. Um, I know that like if I look at my online accounts, even just for my family, the amount of like entertainment things There's the HBO subscription. There's the, you know, the Star subscription. The Hulu, yeah. The Hulu, the Netflix, the Prime. All that, that, you know, there's so many different things that people are subscribed to. And if you're no longer there to be utilizing those things, the bills keep coming.
1: Right. And you don't know how to be able to go in and cancel those subscriptions if you don't have their their information. Even Facebook was a huge one. When my Mm father-in-law passed away, we had no idea because he was so secretive of all of his passwords. How to be able to go on there and actually change the information. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And that's tricky. It really is. So this this whole digital world that has emerged in the last 15 years or so has created this kind of black hole of information when somebody passes away of how do you handle these things.
1: So that's just the social media aspect, but like paying your bills and everything else, your mortgages, all that type of stuff, people are starting to do online and get their statements that way. Mm -hmm. So that's another big key. You want to have access to that.
0: Yeah. It used to be that we could just tell beneficiaries, well, just collect the mail for, you know, a month. Yeah. (laughs) And you'll figure out what is, is happening. But we can't do that anymore because so much is online and Mm -hmm. automatic. You really have to be paying attention to the email and to things that are automatically hitting a bank account.
1: And how many emails do you have, Mary? Oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing right there. It's not just one email, so you can't just go to one place. You can't just go to Google or Yahoo or something like that. People a lot of times have different email systems too.
0: Yeah, it's becoming an emerging thing that people have the email account that they actually use.
1: And there's the spam one.
0: <laughs> and then they have the email address they give when they're signing up for stuff that they never want to hear from. They yep. give them the spammy email. Yep. So, like, there's all these crazy things out there. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. But he- here's the thing is that you can have all the digital organization in the world that you want. But if nobody knows how to access your computer, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's not any good. <laughs> So it's this fine dance that you have to do between computer security and creating the appropriate password list for things. So if you can entrust your loved ones to at least knowing maybe where you store your computer password, you could store the rest of these account information, you know, this information on your computer. But you just do have to let people figure out how to get into Mm -hmm. that computer. Otherwise, they can't get to the rest of it. Right. So when you're keeping track of these online accounts and when you're keeping track of like the usernames or passwords and things like that, I recognize that things change, you know, over time. But the most important thing to kind of keep track of when you're keeping tabs on your important documents are what are the website addresses that are the big ones? What are the big social media ones that you're active on? What are the places that you have subscriptions through and what are the places that you have bill pay through?
1: Right. Cause a lot of times when you can notify or contact those places or your loved ones can if you've passed on, then they'll be able to be a little more lenient if a if a spouse or somebody's calling in saying this person passed away. A lot of times yeah. you can provide proof of, of death or whatever and then they'll they'll work with you. But you yeah, at least have to know how to get a hold of somebody.
0: Yeah. And so if you want to use this personal document locator to keep track of things and your passwords change frequently like a lot of them do, maybe just make a note in your document locator what your computer password is and then have a list that you keep updated on your computer. Mm-hmm. That's so thing. that's an easier way to do it. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're talking about keeping tabs on your important documents. And as we said earlier, we've created this simplified version of a personal document locator. You can reach out to us through our website or by phone and request a copy be emailed to you. It's just a great gift, like we said, for your loved ones. If you take just an hour and spend some time filling this out.
1: It's a central location for all your important stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the locations (laughs) there's a lot of different places people can keep stuff nowadays and
1: it's usually not what you think (laughs) people like to be creative and be sneaky so they you know they come up with things that you would never think of they do which is the reason they want to hide stuff so i know
0: yeah i remember one time someone told me that they hid all their important documents inside the piano bench under all the piano music (laughs) now unless you knew that never in a million years would you think to look
1: right yeah
0: i've heard people say they're going to keep them in the freezer (laughs) <laughs> also not where you would necessarily someone think told to me
1: they were keeping everything in the cleaning closet because no one cleaned so they huh? would never look there
0: <laughs> so I love it there was a, once upon a time someone had a um, their safe deposit box hidden in the packet of a suit and that suit was in a closet and was given to the goodwill mm-hmm. and there went bye-bye the safe deposit key right you know so there's all kinds of different things that can happen when people think they're being sneaky or hiding things that they want to keep private and, and things like that. And, The problem is your loved ones need that information at some time.
1: You can be sneaky, but you have to share it with a couple people so someone knows how to locate that information.
0: Exactly. So in this personal document locator, we've got five locations kind of specified here. And the way that we've organized this is to say, if you have an important document, we've listed the five locations, and then you just check the box for which location that it's found in. So if it's in your piano bench, you can put that down, or if it's in your fireproof safe in the basement put that down. Or if it's in your safe deposit box at the bo- at the bank, you can list that. But it's uncommon for people to keep everything in one spot.
1: Right. And that's why we put the five different locations because some um, important documents they want to keep in different places too for that same reason. If mm-hmm. something happens, they have them an- at another location too.
0: The other thing that doing it like this prevents is if you know the document exists and you know where it is, you can go look for it. And then you don't miss it. So what we sometimes see happen is in your zeal to go through somebody's stuff, you're trying to do a good job. You're going through every scrap of paper. You don't want to throw away anything important. And, man, it's an exhausting job to do that. And after a few hours of doing it or sometimes even a few days, the human nature tendency begins to be let's just dump this crap you know i mean it's it's unfortunately we get exhausted you get tired tired of doing it and it's hard to keep that attention to detail so if you can help your loved ones locate the important stuff then it's going to make their task of going through all the rest of the stuff a lot faster and a lot easier right
1: they know you know easily a lot easier what what things they can get rid of right away and not Mm -hmm. that they have to focus on those things so focus on the important things
0: yes so, okay, important documents. We're gonna talk about a few of them that are some of the top ones to let people know where they are located. The the first few are going to be any of your estate planning documents. So anything like your will, your powers of attorneys, your health care directives, your trusts, things like that. Most of the time people keep those in together, mm-hmm. keep them in the same place. More often than not, we see people keep the actual hard copies and safe deposit boxes or fireproof safes. Right. And then a copy of it, maybe somewhere more accessible.
1: Mm-hmm. And sharing those locations, again, is the key. But making sure a lot of times people feel safer if it's not in just one place, because if something happened and or even if, you know, I've heard people say, well, what if that bank closes or, you know, they're just nervous about those things. So mm-hmm. they want to keep them in multiple places.
0: So the second kind of batch of documents that are important to be able to locate are things that identify you and or actually identify your name. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, we're talking about those, we mean things like your actual birth certificate, your social security card, certificates for marriage or divorce, um, adoption papers, military papers. Military papers are a big one. Right. Um, so those type of identifiers are ones that are really important to have somewhere that people know where they can locate them.
1: Right, because those are really hard to duplicate once someone is gone. Mm-hmm. I've had to duplicate my children's because I put them in such a safe place <laughs> that I myself could not find them. So I had to go and I, of course, I had them all I've together. Keys <laughs> so I had the social security cards and the birth certificates on a safe place and I couldn't find them. So oh, that was no. quite the battle to have to replace them. And they're all alive, and so am I. And it was difficult. So,
0: <laughs> my dad had a bunch of savings bonds in a very safe place. And in a fit of cleaning zeal, he thinks he threw them out one yep. day. Of course, if you don't have those, it's buy <laughs> bye value. They're yes. gone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so those are
1: things that are really hard to replace, and you want to make sure that they're in a very safe place. Yes.
0: Okay, so then here's a couple other things that you want to make sure that um, you know where they are because somebody's going to need to deal with them. Things like vehicle titles and the deeds to things. So if you have ownership of something, having your ownership reflected, the ownership papers reflected somewhere is a good idea to kind of keep some of those things together. So Mm -hmm. whatever location you want to store them is fine, but keeping them together is a good idea. Now, a big one here is where are you keeping your keys to the safe deposit box or the fireproof safe or something like that?
1: What's the code to the safe if you don't have a key? Yes.
0: (laughs) Let's hope it's not a thumbprint. Right. (laughs) You might be in trouble there. We have a problem. But here's the thing is that people keep their safe deposit keys in the wackiest of wacky places. Like, it's in the brown boot in the back of the upstairs closet that's hidden under the yellow dress. That I only wear for Easter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People keep those keys in funny places. So your safe deposit key, which is probably going to hold a bunch of this other stuff, you're definitely going to want to make a note of where that's kept. (laughs)
1: Because the bank really doesn't want to have to drill those boxes. And if they do, it's a high, high cost.
0: Yeah, that's expensive and time-consuming. And there's just a much better way to handle it.
1: And these documents are usually re- needed for, you know, all the all the settling of the estate and all that. So it's information that you really can't wait on. So uh-huh. it's important that you have it right at your fingertips.
0: Exactly. Okay. Now some papers that are important to keep track of. Um, we'll just roll through kind of a list of them. Obviously, your bank account records. Those are going to be something important to have a notification of where you mm-hmm. keep those things. Your tax returns. Any papers related to debt, mortgages, loans, things like that. If you have credit cards and there's debt on those, keeping, you know, records of those. And then any of the insurance policies you have, vehicles, house, life, health, whatever kind of insurance you have is going to be important for you to keep those documents organized and available available. I
1: think organized is the key there too, Mary, because a lot of times when people would, you know, change the insurance policy, they keep the old ones. Mm -hmm. And that just is extra time that the loved one's going to have to go through and they might be an exhausted policy. Yeah. So, you know, pitching things that are no longer, you know, relevant is a good thing too when you're keeping organized.
0: I think that's huge. So we had one time um, a situation where, um, a widow had come in seeking assistance and said, "I walk into my husband's office. He's passed away. There are file cabinets and file cabinets of stuff. I don't know what's current. I don't know what I need to keep. I don't know any of that. And unfortunately, their spouse hadn't taken time to do some right. of this type of planning. So one of the things that are is out there for people that run into that situation are concierge type of services." where financial people will come into your home or services that are for people that have lost a spouse will come into your home and help you sort through those, but they're incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. Like You're usually paying $150 to $200 an hour for somebody to come in and do that type of service. Now, I'm sure it's very worth it.
1: Absolutely. A lot of times that's needed.
0: Mm -hmm. But it's definitely expensive. So, okay, rounding out the other things that you want to note You want to keep tabs on these documents is things like um, investment accounts, retirement account papers. And then if you own a business, any of the business ownership paperwork, the minutes, the certificate of ownership, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to definitely be able to point to where all of that is located. Then we get
1: into the fun stuff like the heirlooms. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Not all heirlooms are kept out on the kitchen table or on the top of the mantel.
1: Right. And some of them that are that you really don't know are family heirlooms. That's another thing, too, is identify those objects mm-hmm. and, and what those are that, you know, that bowl on top of the cupboard is, you know, fourth generation, you know, bowl yep. from the family. So things exactly. like that.
0: Yeah. And people don't always know where hidden value is either. I've seen people discard things that they thought were value less only to find out, oh, my gosh, that was, you know, worth a ton of money because mm-hmm. it was an heirloom of some type. Right. So... Okay, so again, if you would like help keeping tabs on your important documents and you'd like a simplified version of a way to do that to help get over your procrastination about doing that, just reach out to us at stirkfinancialservices.com. On our contact page, you can send us an email and request a copy of your personal document locator. And we hope that this is helping you keep tabs on your important documents. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stark.